Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode Yay! number 127. We did it, guys. Congratulations. 127. 127. That's not... The silver the, anniversary. Yeah, it's not a number that really has any significance other than whatever we want to put on it. We for it, it should, because we didn't do anything for 125, so we'll do it for 127. Yeah, and it's, I blame you. Young intern. Yeah. What the hell, man? Uh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're just joining us for the first time, I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by Marvel.com editor Ben Morris, who has a much bigger stack of comics to talk about this week than Ryan Panagos. You have maybe one more issue. I have two more. You have we thicker, just did this. Thicker. We just went over this. Yeah, just because you have the thicker yeah. issues. I have a thicker stack thicker. than you do. I think everyone knows I have a thicker stack than you do. Anyways, we're also joined by our intern... Alejandro Lopez, is that your is that your given name? Uh, it's actually Alexander, but yeah. my family does actually call me Alejandro. Really? Sometimes. Yeah. Nice. So wait, your family who named you Alexander actually calls you Alejandro? Like my mom named me Alexander. I get that. But then when we go to like family parties, yeah, is, you know Spanish, so they'll like call me. What is Alejandro. your what is, what is your lineage? Uh, Puerto Rican actually. Puerto yeah, Rican. My mom and my dad were both born there. Beautiful yeah. country. It's Never been. Nice. Should it's very nice. Check it out. I think yeah. it's but enough Great. about yeah. Alex. <laughs> so about that, that's fine. Uh, today is, we're actually recording this on April 1st, so we have no <laughs> April Fool's Day jokes. Jokes on us. Yeah, jokes on us. Ha, ha, ha. But I went this morning and did some crazy stuff. We'll talk about all that Get a little bit later it. in the podcast. But first up, we're going to talk about new comics out this week. Uh, we've got Black Widow, number five is our first number book. five already. Right? Great. It started like last month. Yeah. So Black Widow number five by Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. Uh, you get the uh, the showdown between Black Widow and the Hammer of God, the crazy mad monk dude mm. who um, was who showed up last issue. And I was totally surprised at the course of events in this issue. I was yeah, expecting... didn't see it going that way. No, but I was like, whoa, what? craziness you got some uh awesome spy stuff as always with this book with maria hill and um various characters this uh this lady over here in the pink coat uh she shows up she's another you know espionage person uh tori raven oh yeah is she established or no, she brand she's new? new as far uh, as i know yeah she's rad she's, yeah, she's uh great. she's a power broker and uh then we get to see Ooh, a look at someone who's been pulling the strings. This, and, so. and he's not new. He's not new. He's existing. He, I will say that I read Captain America Fighting Chance back when I was a kid. That's the Mark, Greenwald, Mark Greenwald's last story on the book, basically, where Cap Super Soldier Serum starts wearing off. Mm. You think he's going to die. And there was a three-issue arc where the guy in this... Damon Dran. Damon Dran, the indestructible man... Was a bat was the bad guy, and at the end, Black Widow shows up to help Cap out, and then she has a little interaction with Damon Dran, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I thought he was a new villain then. I'd never heard of this guy. Yeah, looked him up, made some random appearances in like the seventies and eighties, and I think he's essentially a Black Widow villain. That's great. So yeah. I don't think he's appeared since that Captain America story in like ninety three. Welcome back, Damon. Welcome back, Damon. All right, speaking of Captain America. Uh, Captain America number 19 by Mr. Rick Remender and by Mr. Nick Klein. Colors by Dean White. Uh, part three of the Iron Nail storyline. This is appropriate right up top. Says Captain America, Winter Soldier, in theaters this week. So it was nice to get some Cap this week. And this was a really good issue of Cap. Uh, the Helicarrier, or a Helicarrier, 
got blown up by the Iron Nail and Dr. Mind Bubble. They've got Nick Fury. They've got Maria Hill. Cap is kind of questioning what the heck's going on. S.H.I.E.L.D. has been keeping secrets from him. Uh, Falcon is in trouble. Jet Black is trying to decide what to do. Lots going on, but the main crux of this is Captain America finally going after the Iron Nail. Awesome action sequences drawn by Nick Klein, whether it's Cap going from helicarrier to helicarrier, Cap in his first face-to-face, hand-to-hand combat with the Iron Nail, and some good writing on Rick's part where it's really like kind of core. This is why Captain America is an awesome hero. He, in his narration, talks a lot about, you know, like, been through so much this dimension z stuff really messed me up i don't know who to trust anymore i'm changed but at the end of the day this is what i do uh having just seen cap the winter soldier it's actually a really nice parallel this issue was the perfect issue to come out the week this came out it's almost like we know what we're doing sometimes it's (laughs) there's a lot of stuff at an iron nail and dr mind bubble are great i love them as new cap villains cap needs some villains his rogues gallery is very top heavy and then a little thin I think most would say. So very cool to have these new guys in, and Iron Nail is terrifying. But they're terrific together. It's Very like, good duo. Yeah, it's really, they're great. Right, because you got Iron Nail, super serious, very focused. Dr. Mindbubble, who's this great, quirky weirdo. Yeah, he's like, uh, hey man, just take a yeah. load of. And they're Get both, into some bubbles. <laughs> and they're both terrifying. Yeah. So very good issue of Captain America. Speaking of Captain America, to celebrate the aforementioned movie, also I have available this week Captain America, the Winter Soldier Director's Cut. So what this is is the first issue of Captain America by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epton from way back in 2004, uh, the first part where we first see the Winter Soldier. Uh, it's got the full issue, and then additionally, I was just leaping through it right now, you've got the pitch that Ed Brubaker used to sell Tom Brevoort on letting him do the story he did. You've got design sketches from Steve Epting. You've got scripts. You've got more sketches. You've got interviews with them, kind of saying where it went. So very cool little uh, little value here. I'll get you ready for the movie. Um, and just if you're looking for some good cap stuff, we've obviously been reading this on yeah. the Unlimited Reading Club, but this is another new way to experience the first issue if you already liked what you read. Yes. All right, up next, new number one, Deadpool versus Carnage by Colin Bunn and art by Salva Espin. Uh, there's a big parental advisory not for kids tag on this issue, and it is very true. Could have been bigger. Yeah, probably. In my opinion. And it's it's red where yeah. everything else is red. No. Uh, yeah, kids don't read don't this because it's just disgusting and violent as all really get Really casually out. violent, too. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's this panel here where Deadpool's like doing stuff, and then a bird <laughs> smacks yeah. into a window, that's bloody the, that's, and disgusting. That's the first thing that caught me. I was, and like, I was yeah, like, okay. Oh. That's not right. Oh. And so Deadpool, for some reason, he gets it in his head. He has to go hunting for Carnage, because Carnage is on loose if you've been reading. No, I like his reasoning. His reasoning is that I'm the only person crazy enough to take down Carnage. It's good reasoning. Yeah. Uh, so he goes after him. Then we see that Carnage has just found his own, you know, little dusky yeah. uh, town that doesn't have anyone left. It's kind of like Carnage USA. Yeah. Uh, he's in his underwear just enjoying and his tidy whities yeah. having a good time. Uh, but then Deadpool spoils it. Boom, boom, boom. Lots of fighting and craziness. We get a return of uh, a character oh, yeah. who many cool. of you who go back to the 90s will uh, delight in seeing. Yeah, very much so. All right, another more more cinematic universe goodness. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude, number one, by, this is great to see, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, of course, 
for a lot of us, the quintessential Guardians of the Galaxy team. Quintessential. With Wellington Alves, who is one of their artists on Nova, and they are telling a story set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a prelude to the Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out this summer, focused on Nebula, who we know from the comics as uh, Thanos' granddaughter. You know that if you read Infinity Gauntlet with us. But here we see her pass with Gamora, we see her training with Ronin. We see an interaction with her and Thanos. The lesson being she's basically being bred to be this crazy assassin that you'll see in the movie. But this is a little background on how she got there. Very cool, especially since Guardians is probably the movie people are going in knowing the least about. You're definitely going to hop on this and you can kind of see this world, which is a full universe away from where... Avengers and Iron Man and Thor and Captain America are taking place. You can see what's going on in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe early. Very cool stuff. All right, up next is Inhuman number one. Uh, highly anticipated, written by Charles Soule, art by Joe Maggiorera and Marte Gracia. And this is, you know, if you followed Infinity into the um, Inhumanity storyline, you would know that the bomb went off that set off the latent in human genes in the entire Earth's population. There's, you know, millions, potentially. Uh, so as the cloud goes around, it turns people into these cocoons. They come out of the cocoons, and they have powers, abilities. They look different. So all kinds of possibilities therein. Here we get to meet a bunch of new Inhumans, and we get to see what is a little bit of what is going on with the royal family. Uh, I like the appearance of Eldrak. The uh, the door. He's cool. Yeah, he's great. He's an, he's actually like a living door. He's yeah. an inhuman who his power is to teleport you to where you are needed most. Yes, which is you know it's great because Medusa's here and she's like I gotta get to Eldrag, get out of my way. Yeah, and she's like send me to my husband. That's where I'm needed most. And Eldrag's like yeah whatever, just get in. Yeah, and he's, and he's like I'm Eldrag. I know where you need. Like, you're needed. Yeah, you're going here. And sends him to where yeah, he wants him totally wants the to voice go. Of Eldrack. Yeah, it should be. I'm gonna voice uh, Eldrack in any animated shows Spoiler. if they show up. Um, we get that. We've got this this evil, messed up Inhuman who is judging these new Inhumans. Lash. Yeah, Lash. Uh, we get to see a cool fire-based Inhuman dude show up. Um, yeah, bunch of new characters. We're gonna really see what is going on with the Inhuman population and watch it grow and blossom into something big. Loki, Agent of Asgard, number three, written by Al Ewing, art by Lee Garbet. We turn the focus here to old Loki, who has been, if you've been reading the title, you know he's kicking around, uh, the old villainous version of Loki. And this is, this is the type of story I love that you can do with Loki. It's a very, harkens back to the journey into mystery days, stuff like that. It's basically uh, a fable, a fairy tale, a story. Old Loki goes back in time and manipulates events involving young Odin and a bunch of other characters who you may know from reading Journey into Mystery, if you're just familiar with Norse mythology in general, and basically uh, turns things around so it sets up the present-day events of the series by doing stuff way, way, way in the past. You get to see Loki doing what he does, lying, manipulating, scheming. It's clever. Art's beautiful. Lee Garvey's really getting a handle for these characters very, very quickly. And uh, I don't know. It just I, I, I always like stuff like this. I love reading mythology. I love reading fables and stuff like that. So this type of thing really appeals to me with definitely the Marvel Universe twist. Very witty, very good book. Um, yeah, I, I love what Al Ewing and Lee Garvey are doing on Loki. Yeah. 
Magneto number two by Cullen Bunn and Gabriel Hernandez Volta with colors by Jordi Belair. Uh, man, I love the first issue. I love the second issue just as much. It's uh, you got a mix between Magneto's current day stuff where he's just found out about this hybrid human um, sentinel thing and he's he's killed that. But he's tracking it was down. An Omega Sentinel, right? It was, it was an, an Omega Sentinel. An, an Omega but Sentinel. it was like a hybrid. Not the Omega right. Sentinel. Uh, he's tracking down where it came from, which is sort of the shanty town. Uh, and while that's going on, we flash back to you know his past in uh, Warsaw during World War II. You know, yeah. evading the Nazis, trying not to get killed, and dealing with all the persecution therein. And there's this really interesting story. Uh, it harkens back a little bit to Magneto Testament, yep. a book we've talked about many times, and eventually we will get to onto a URC. Uh, but um, really, it was, it's cool. I like what Cullen does with some of the parallels here, with some of the things going on. Uh, and then you see just Magneto cutting loose. Oof. Just his it's powers are down, too. but he's like is almost more dangerous now. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific stuff. This is borderline parental advisory stuff, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good book. Moon Knight number two, written by Warren Ellis, art by Declan Shalvey, colors by Jordi Belair. Completely different from the first issue of Moon Knight. First issue of Moon Knight was awesome. This is a completely different kind of story. Uh, they're really experimenting with the art, with the story time, with everything else. You see these eight people at the start of the story and one by one, they get picked off. And I love what Declan and Jordy do here, where they got an eight-panel grid that keeps getting reduced by the characters who get picked off. You don't know what threads these characters together. Moon Knight gets on the scene. He investigates. He learns more about the assassin who's doing the, doing the killing. And uh, there's a great fight. Declan and Jordy really have drawn Moon Knight down using the negative space, using... The whites and the blacks. I hope Moon Knight has a different costume every issue. Yeah. So, like, cosplay is going to go bananas. They are going to go bananas. Um, really interesting. Really interesting to learn what this quote-unquote bad guy is about and a twist ending. So, Moon Knight, just a hard book to sum up. But good. Right? Yeah. Okay. Totally, yeah. It's there's it's, it's a book you probably want to reread <laughs> Yeah, a you gotta, you got to check it out. All right. New Warriors number three, written by Chris Yost, art by Marcus Toe. Love this issue. This really made me feel the uh, kind of the feel of the old school New Warriors that I loved. Can I sense. say my line? Yeah, go say your line. This is the uh, the the business is about to pick up issue. Yeah. If you know good oh, old yeah, JR, yeah, 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 for this sure. Is, this is when he would go. Business is about to pick up because sure. oh man. Yeah, but I just I, talk about the plot in a sec. But man, the banter in this issue and just they're being written perfectly. These, I love that they're being written like an assortment of kids. Like, Justice is clearly the responsible 20-something. Speedball is the 20-something who is still really a teenager. And then you got, and, and Kane's the bitter older 20-something. Then you just got a bunch of teenagers just being teenagers. And it's just fun. This book is fun. And the stakes are huge. You find out High Evolutionary's plan. High Evolutionary is always a dangerous dude. And he's decided that, you know, where he's once, he thought humanity was a problem. He needed to evolve them. Now he thinks he needs to get back to humanity, which involves getting rid of everything else. Mutants, inhumans, aliens, the works. They got two separate things going on. On one hand, you got Justice, Sun Girl, uh, this new inhuman, who I think they still haven't named yet, and Speedball in New York City. Uh, Sun Girl is awesome in this issue. Just telling this inhuman character who's just got a horn on his head, like, you should be super excited you're an inhuman. You saved my life. Blah, blah, blah. And Justice and Speedball trying to catch him up. Uh, Speedball just saying, just being snarky. Justice being like, we gotta call the Avengers. Sun Girl and Justice having a face-off. 
Um, and then on the flip side, Nova captured, being a jerk, and then Scarlet Spider just steals the show for me, man. Scarlet Spider just Nova keeps calling him Spider Man. Scarlet oh, Spider so keeps great. yelling about oh. how he's not Spider Man. Um, because he's not Spider Man, he finds a way to get an advantage. Um, Hummingbird is awesome because she's just so weird. And then <laughs> the Atlantean character is just kind of like kicking ass. But Scarlet Spider is so awesome. This is just just so grumpy. Just I love this. Go to Mexico, drink a margarita, put my feet in the sand. Was that too much to ask? Doing his thing. Uh, Nova not listening to him. All of this is going to converge. I'm so excited to see all these characters interacting. It's the perfect mix. Chrisius is balancing them brilliantly. You have all these evolutionaries flying at them. Uh, it's a fight where they're badly outnumbered. And like you said, business is about to pick up. Business is so about good, about so fun, and just yeah. such a good time. Yep. Punisher, number four, by Nathan Edmondson and Mitch Gerard. Uh, we've got Punisher being tortured, so if you're into that, you hey. get a lot of that in here. Electro. Uh, really, they do a great job of making Electro sadistic and dangerous and just a total tool. Yeah. Um, you've got that. You find a little bit more about the new Howling Commandos crew. This, they're really just mercs. Mm. Where do they get that name? We're going to hopefully find out more as we go along. Uh, Punisher, you know, he's wily. He mm. is uh, he's a tough nut to crack, if, you, if I do say so myself. Just did. Yep. And uh, he has involved some people in his mission. And um, as always, that comes back to bite him and bite them. And uh, this is all coming to a big head. And then at the end, we get a, an appearance by a character who was like, what? Yeah. I was what? Like, what? Yeah. So that's cool. Where we last saw them, this is not where I expected to see them next. Nine. Uh, all right. She-Hulk, number three, by Charles Soule and Javier Polito. So, um, was it last issue we saw? Yeah, Kristoff, yeah. who um, is Doctor Doom's s- he's heir, his ward. His ward. Yeah, he calls himself his son, yeah, but you but know, he's, it's, he's not. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to give him. Sorry, everything. buddy. Yeah, uh, but he's come to She-Hulk to get asylum in the U.S. Uh, because you know, being rich and ruler's son is yeah. just tough Life's hard. It's a tough life. Life's hard. Uh, so he, he's gone through 15 uh, different law firms to try to get the asylum he needs. Finally, She-Hulk is the only one who can help him, uh, but they're on a, a, like a really tight deadline. So there's all kinds of stuff they have to deal with. Uh, Doombots and uh, Fantastic uh, fantastic Cars, all kinds of wacky stuff. Hellcat comes up and gets involved and is awesome, as she's always. Uh, the the supporting character here, the the other member of She-Hulk's team. Yeah. Um, what is her name? Still new. We don't know her yet. Yeah. Uh, Angie. Angie, she has this little capuchin monkey. Yeah. And uh, it's just, she's got something going she's on. Got, There's she's a got couple a things. You pick up on yeah. some things there. You'll be like, hmm, what's up with her? Some weirdness. Uh, but the art in this is just freaking gorgeous. Polito, I just love what he's doing here. It's, it's terrific. And, um... We'll see uh, what happens to... I, I. Maybe we won't see poor Kristoff. Yeah. You know? Poor guy. Yeah. He just, you know, he just wants to live his life. All right. Star-Lord, Tears for Heaven, Tears, tears the Galaxy for Heaven. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. Oh, it's Tears from Heaven, I think. 
That's what this the book is called. I know. No, it's Tears for Heaven. I as a typo on my part. Oh. See, look, Tears for Heaven. Why are you crying for Heaven? Tears the tears should heaven. be falling down from Heaven. Having read this, I don't know why it's called Tears for Heaven. Right. Um, but. It is an excellent little introduction to Star-Lord. We were musing before the podcast and we had no idea there were this many Star-Lord stories. And we now have so many little Star-Lord tradelets. Uh, this is a soft cover, you know, basically an expanded comic, $7.99. You get a whole bunch of stories. You get reprints of Marvel Preview 18, Marvel Spotlight 6 and 7, Marvel Premiere 61. Just cool Star-Lord stories from the 70s by, written by Doug Monk. Uh, art by Bill Sienkiewicz, young Bill Sienkiewicz and Tom Sutton. Just Star-Lord kind of getting into adventures, learning more about his character. Tom Fuller. That, that shaped him, shaped his code of honor, his morals. Definitely some good background for the Guardians of the Galaxy series and for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man number 200, yo. Wow. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, we've got Brian Michael Bendis writing it. Dave Marquez on a bulk of the art, but we also have pitching in on this issue David LaFuente, Sarah Pakelli, Mark Brooks, Mark Bagley, and colors by Justin Ponser. This is an amazing, um, really, it's a collection of uh, folks who have been touched by Peter Parker, really close friends, family, uh, as well as Miles Morales, Genki, Lee. They're all connected through Spider-Man, through Peter Parker, through this crazy life. So you got Bobby Drake, Johnny Storm, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, Aunt May, Jessica Drew, who is Spider-Woman, the clone of Peter Parker, uh, Kitty Pride, Liz Allen, um, who is Firestar in this universe, Lana Baumgartner, who is Bombshell, uh, Kong. That was cool. Kong was That's, that was what Kong. I was most excited about. Yeah, I loved Kong in those early issues. Oh, know? yeah, he like, was great. Oh, he's so great. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson, and a mysterious character yeah. uh, who I don't... Do you know who it is? No. You don't know. I don't know who it is. Wow. Do you know who it is? I no. I don't know. I I looked at you like maybe you know. Alex, you you know know who it is. You don't know Jack. Uh, So they all go to really to talk about Spider Man. Talk about Peter. They hang out at Aunt May's house. Yeah, which I think she's selling. Uh, Yeah, for sale sign. She is selling it. Yeah, Um, but just tons of sweet moments, tons of great lines, and wonderful dialogue. And this is. I just freaking adored this issue. There's yeah, so man. many little bits and pieces about this. That I just love this terrific. series, and it's it's throwback to you know the early Ultimate Spider-Man, but also that period of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man that I really loved with Peter Parker when they were all living in the house. Yeah, and it was like the Ultimate yeah. Friends. Like that was probably I just love that book so much. So this was a cool throwback because it all the all the characters, like you said, Kong showing up was great. That was just great. It was a really sweet, heartfelt issue. Yeah, and there were these flash forward scenes yeah. of what. Well, flashback, flash forward. Yeah. There's a mix of it, and it's like what could have been, and so yeah. it's, ah, a lot of great things. In I it. love kitties. Yeah, which you won't talk about. Yeah, that was really cute. Yep. All right, finally, what if Age of Ultron number one, written by our buddy Mr. Joe Keating, art by Raphael Ayenko. Uh, great to see what if back as always. Yeah. It's going to be a series of one and dones that explores how the Age of Ultron would have gone in various Avengers had died early on. In this case, it's the Wasp. Uh, it ends up really messing with Hank Pym. It ends up affecting his creation of Ultron. Uh, we see Hank Pym basically ends up being the only human in a world full of Ultrons. And this is just a soul-crushing issue of Hank Pym trying to... Um, trying to He knows he has no shot, but just trying to like make his last moments count. And when you find out what's really going on, it's just devastating. I hope one of these issues is like... 
Some one of the Avengers gets killed, but then it's like and super everything's happy. Great. Yeah, so everything is terrific. Like, oh man, and if Thor had just died early. Yeah, then like uh, like Ultron just like yeah. hanging out, like breakdancing, yeah. and he helps beat up Galactus. You know, it's going to be stuff. the what if Hank Pym died issue. And things are going to be fantastic. Ultron's going to be like, oh no, I must take the place of my father because yeah. like the greatest Avenger yeah. ever. Uh, Joe ends up ends up married to Wasp. Is really good to her. Yeah, he does not yeah. hit her. He does ever. Not hit her. Uh, like him and Vision are cool. Yeah, he's yeah. totally like they have father son catches exactly. and like ba- they go to baseball. It's everything games. you ever wanted. Oh my God, Joe Keating, you're an amazing writer and we love you. But he you should to take us. these. You should take th- this advice. Joe Keating listens to our podcast. So, yeah. Joe, give us a call. You yeah. know where to find us. Ring, ring. Yeah. All right. Some gems this week. Yeah. Some real good stuff. I really liked Ultimate Spidey, She Hulk, Cap, uh, Loki. But New Warriors, my pick of the week, man. So fun. Yeah. So what I want to see. Just really got me excited. Uh, yeah. New Warriors definitely be up there for me. Human was great. Loved Loki and Magneto was oh, Magneto so was good. good too. Uh, but I'm going with Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. That's my pick. That was my number two for a while. Until I read New Warriors, Ultimate Spider-Man was my front mm-hmm. runner. And then New Warriors uh, edged it out nicely. Yeah. Alex? I want to check out New Warriors. Yeah. Everything you've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> It's really good. It's going to be really good. All right. Collections on sale. Amazing Spider-Man Family Business in hardcover. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 Cosmic Avengers Trade Paperback. Marvel Knights Spider-Man Fight Night Trade Paperback. Is that what they called that one? I guess. Not 99 Problems? Oh, man. That would have been better. Probably would have got sued. Wasn't it 99 Problems? That was the inside the cover story. Uh, I think we put it on a cover. You know. I have some We're tight. Some I'm, I'm tight with Jay-Z. tight with Jay-Z. Yeah. And talk to him. I've Dude. been to the 40, 40 Club. Is that a thing? I don't know. Does he own Barclays yeah. Center? We yeah. Were there. yeah. I've been to Barclays. I've been to Barclays. Yeah, we're tight. Right. We're good. Cool. Uh, Marvel's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, The Art of the Movie Slipcase, hardcover, which I know you have. I had to give it back. Oh, but it's, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oz, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, hardcover. Painkiller Jane, The Price of Freedom, already out in trade paperback. That's very cool. Spider-Man First in trade. This is gigantic. I saw it on oh, John's yeah, desk. Oh, Massive. Superior Spider-Man Volume 2 in hardcover. An X-Men Age of Apocalypse Omnibus Companion hardcover. Now, going into the app this week, uh, I did not get the full rundown I usually get from Jim Nacetis, but everything we talked about is on sale. Oh, my God. The last part of the Deadpool Infinite last Comic part of the be Deadpool out. Infinite <gasps> Comic is out. Is Daredevil still going? No, da- Daredevil's Daredevil finished. finished. All right. So, I think it's just Deadpool and everything we discussed. Yes. Also on sale, Captain America. 140 through 164, Web of Spider-Man number 44, X-Man 59 and 60, and Fantastic Four 320. Don't know what collections are on sale. Uh, tweet Jim Nasidas. That's J-I-M-N-A-U-S-E-D-A-S, and ask him what collections are on the app this week. He'll, yeah, he'll definitely love that. Yeah, um, please. Yeah. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited this week, we've got Avengers Assemble number 19, Deadpool number seventeen, FF number twelve, Gambit number seventeen, Guardians I think you of said the Gambit there. Gambit. 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 Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> number six, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number eighteen, Nova number eight, Scarlet Spider number twenty-two, Superior Spider-Man Team Up number three, Trial of the Punisher number one, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number twenty-seven, and Uncanny Avengers number thirteen. A lot of great stuff. Mm. 
All right, uh, news. Let's do it. All right, we talked about Spider Verse last week. Every Spider Man ever coming this fall. Dan Slott, Olivia Quapel. We got some more Spider Man news. Spider Man twenty ninety nine back in his own series, written by his original writer and co creator Peter David. Art by Will Sliney from Fearless Defenders. That is going to be a book to watch. We debuted art from Spider-Man Learning to Crawl by Ramon Perez of the new villain Clash. And Original Sin, we found out a couple more tie-ins, both James Robinson written books, Fantastic Four, as well as All New Invaders will be tying into Original Sin, and we do have interviews with James up on the site. Ba-boom! Um... We, we had Sebastian Stan in the office, and he was looking at comics, and he yeah. was like, Invaders! He was got, he got super excited. Really? Like oh, a Scotty Young cool. Invaders cover, but he was like super into it. He was like, oh man, look at me, look at them. Look at great. me, look at them. It was terrific. <laughs> uh, this morning, we I went to the New York Stock Exchange uh, for the opening bell ringing. This was we Tuesday. Had, yes. Put it in context. Right, yes. Uh, for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, we had Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans there and a bunch of Marvel people. It was super cool. We had a lot of fun. There's tons of photos on Marvel.com, and you can watch video of it as well. Uh, we also had our big friends and family screening, Cap. Uh, well, I was going to say Cap. Uh, Chris Evans and um, Sebastian Stan showed up to that as well. They're everywhere. Yeah. It was, uh, Can't shake those guys. No. Uh, the sweethearts, uh, Sebastian Stan in particular, he is he is lovely and yeah. really fun and humble and and just really nice. I I enjoyed spending some time with him today. He's a good dude, and I found out Chris Evans' dad uh, worked like right where I grew up, um, which I had not known before this because we got into a discussion. We were talking about Boston sports, and I knew we grew up kind of near each other, but I didn't realize his dad worked literally like down the street from where I lived. So that's wow. Kind of neat. Nice. Not of interest to anyone here. Nope. But uh, we did report. Not even in this room. We did record. Alex is super fascinated. Yeah, don't lie. It you almost don't have to lie. It almost took over because we were recording a podcast with them. Yep. Um, and got sidetracked by that. And I I was trying to steer it back because Chris Evans wanted to talk more about like, oh, where'd you grow up in Newton? Oh, what's going? And then I said Sebastian, and Chris Evans goes, Sebastian, what did you think of Newton? Which is where I grew up. <laughs> um, so I had to take it back. But we do a podcast with them going up soon. Yep. Ish. Yeah. And sure. By the time this goes up, we should have one up with uh, Emily Van Camp, who's yeah. also in Cap Winter Soldier. So yeah. if you haven't already listened to that, listen to that. Pop, pop. Yeah. Uh, so that's all terrific. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, uh, comes out in the U.S., Canada, and various other countries this week. Yep. It's already been out in a uh, number of countries, 32 different countries, I think. Um, it came out last week. Uh, it opened huge, did really well. Super excited. Uh, having seen the film twice now, I'm just... Really, really happy with it. I loved it. I think you guys will as well. It is intense. Yep. Get ready for a thrill ride. Um, yeah. What did you think? Jeez, my mind was blown. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun. So much Cap stuff, and I think Mark will talk about that. Yeah. Also... Because we're going out of town. Yeah, well... Are Before I get there, okay. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was back on this week, so many people have asked me, oh, should I be watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Cap and blah, blah, blah. So the episode that aired this week was um, that aired Tuesday, April 1st. Uh, you should watch that before going to see Captain America because it sort of sets a little bit of the tone. Then you see Captain America, and then you're going to go, oh, my God, what? And yeah. then you're going to come back next week, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, that. Yeah, because if you watch Cat, if you watch the Captain America movie, you're gonna go, "Hey, I wonder how that affects that little Shield show they have." Yeah, because 
It's a big shield movie. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, show's still on the air. Oh so yeah, seven check more episodes. Get out! It's crazy. Uh, the seven, pro- seven of the strongest episodes of the season, definitely right in the end. Um, really digging those scripts that I've been getting, and yeah, very excited by that. Um, but as Ben was alluding to, we're going out of town. We're leaving. Yep, we're leaving the the see you later, Alex. of New York. Uh, we are going to. WrestleMania. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, we're going to WrestleMania to talk to wrestlers about Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy. And whatever else they want to talk about. No. We're, nope, that's we're keeping it. it just to cap and Shut go. up, Cody Rhodes. I don't care what you think about X-Men this month. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. None of that talk from him. No. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna bring some props and have him take photos. And it's going to be a hoot. Uh, and a holler. Yeah. We do a lot of fun stuff with WWE. Uh, we went to WrestleMania last year because right. it was here in New York. And we, we, got a, we got some good stuff. We sort of tested the waters. And now we know what we're in for. And it yeah. should be a whole lot of fun. We're going to be right down the street. Our hotel is right next to the Superdome, right next to Access. So we will be there. We'll be there at 6 a.m. on Friday. Yep. Ready and raring to go. So, yeah, we're going to have a ton of stuff for you guys rolling out this weekend and moving forward. Very excited for this trip. Yeah. So it's going to be great. You'll start to see that stuff pop up really pretty soon. Um, it's Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, we're, we'll be posting and publishing a whole bunch of videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and photos on social channels, so stay tuned. Uh, all right, time to kick it over to Mark, because he's not going to WrestleMania with us. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom here with the latest in what is happening in Marvel Los Angeles. Of course, this week... Marvel's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, makes its big premiere. I think you all know my opinion of this movie already, but if you don't, it's amazing. You gotta go see it if you're a Cat fan, if you are an action movie fan, if you are a Marvel fan, a S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, Avengers fan. If you like good things, I recommend going to this. You won't be disappointed. It is, so far, I think... My favorite of our movies may... You know what? No, it ties with Avengers for the favorite of our movies. So, go check it out in theaters everywhere and in IMAX 3D. And in other realms of the Marvel Universe, this week we have an all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. This episode features the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Space Knights. Yes, the Space Knights, as in the classic Space Knights. It's very cool. You also get to see the Avengers meet the Guardians for the first time in this series. Check y'all out this Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. Then, of course, we have an all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this upcoming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. This episode is entitled Turn, Turn, Turn. It's a very, 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 very big episode that I probably shouldn't say anything about. But you will not want to miss this one. It's maybe the biggest episode of the season. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but 
in this case, it really is true. This is a super, super, super big episode. Then, of course, in Marvel Games, we released Marvel's Captain America The Winter Soldier, the official game, this week from Gameloft. You can download it now on iOS and Android devices. So you can pick it up now, or rather download it now, because you can't really pick up a download it not being a physical thing. But, and wield Cap Shield for yourself. Also featuring Black Widow, Falcon, uh, the Winter Soldier, of course, as the title of the game may give away. Get it now for yourself. Experience it. Play through it. It's a great game. Check it out. Then, in other parts of the Marvel Universe, we had a lot of really cool Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. announcements this past week. We announced that Amy Acker will be coming to the series as Coulson's cellist, who was first referenced in Marvel's The Avengers. She will be playing a character named Audrey, who will be menaced by Marcus Daniels, who fans of the comics may know as Blackout. He will be played by Patrick Brennan. We, of course, have the first interviews and first looks at Acker and Brennan in the series now on Marvel.com. And we also had a really, really great interview with J. August Richards, who plays Mike Peterson and uh, Deathlock in the series. He, of course, made his full-on Deathlock debut this past episode. And you can read all about how he sort of gets into that mindset now on Marvel.com. And, of course, with Captain America the Winter Soldier coming out this week, we have tons of news and exciting stuff for that. We had a special This Week in Marvel mini-podcast with Emily Van Camp, the star of Revenge, who plays Agent 13 in the film. We have... A bunch of photos in some galleries from Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan ringing the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange, as well as visiting Marvel HQ in New York and the special Marvel employee screening of the film that happened earlier this week. We have an interview with the screenwriters Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely that has some really great stuff about how they sort of crafted the story and brought Cap into the modern world. And that is accompanied by a gallery of some really great concept art from the film, some of the very early keyframes that they used when they were sort of envisioning the look and feel of the movie. And, of course, we'll have much more coming up in the next several days. So... That pretty much covers everything I've got for this week. But I wish you a splendiferous weekend, an even splendiferous-er week. I thank you for listening, and I'll talk with you once again in seven more days. All right, we are back, and it's time for This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Questions and comments time, but first we're going to talk about it. Our selection was... The second part. uh, Well, this is technically Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, this was the second part of the big <clears throat> first 12 issues, uh, or first 13 issues of Captain America from 2004. 
Um, really enjoyed this back half. Headed and read it in a long time. Really liked getting into the character of the Winter Soldier. Got how much they flash back. Um, I loved... This is a little thing, but I remember right off the top of my head. Loved when Falcon showed up. Because I loved when Falcon showed up. And basically at this point, like, Sharon Carter, Nick Fury, everyone is telling Cap, like, look. Because they know at this point that Bucky is the Winter Soldier. Uh, and they're all saying, like, look, you got to kill him. He's, he's beyond help. He can't be helped. Blah, blah, blah. He's killing all these people. And Falcon shows up, says, hey, man, heard you needed a friend. And he's like, I do. He tells him the whole deal. And he's like, so Winter Soldier is, is a problem. Falcon's like, what do you want to do about it? Cap pauses, says something like, I want to save him. And Falcon just goes, good. Where do we start? Yeah, he's like, you know, it was like testing to where yeah. Cap's head and heart were. And, and I was, was like, great. nice. I was like, that's why he's, he's his friend. He's a good dude. I mean, I understand, you know, Sharon's emotionally charged. She lost someone in the last storyline. Fury is Fury. And then right after that, they bring in Iron Man. Some really good Cap and Tony stuff here. This was just before Civil War, so they're getting along. They're still okay. They're still buddies. He helps them out. Um, some intrigue, some great action stuff, some great fights. Uh, again, Epting, Steve Epting killing it, depicting all the fight scenes, uh, the emotional stuff, um, and the stuff with the villains, man. Uh, stuff going on with, with, with Crossbones, the stuff going on with Lucan, uh, the twist ending, mm. which... I knew it was coming, but still loved it. I don't know. I loved it. I, I, I don't think I even appreciated fully how good this stuff was at the time. Going back and reading it in retrospect and knowing what it led to and knowing literally like there's a movie out of it now really made me appreciate it even more. Agreed. Uh, it was terrific. Um, it, it's really interesting to look at it having just watched the movie mm-hmm. and seeing at a, you know scenes that they took you know, directly or adapted or, you know, how this shaped the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's great. And, you know, you you cheer for Bucky even more in the book than you do in the film. In the film, you're right. like, whoa, this dude. But in the book, you're like, you, you get a little bit more of those nuances because there's a longer, yeah. um, it gestates a little bit longer. There's more time for it to sink in. Yeah. And um, it's just a, it's a tragic story and it's told so well mm-hmm. um like you know, what they did to him and and how he was placed and shaped there's a line in the movie like you know you've shaped the century mm. uh and you know like i don't know that that line is in the books but it feels that way right like there's definitely that sense that you get and it's it's terrific i do think that was definitely my favorite issue kind of the bucky flashback issue yeah. where you really start to see the pieces filled in mm-hmm. Um, and you get to see what what brought Bucky to this point. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, so the, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get to check it out with the adaptive audio? I did not get to check it out with the adaptive audio only because I was reading it on the train. Right. I didn't want people to yell at me. Yeah. Um, so that was lame. I want to check it out at a different time. Yeah. The the adaptive audio. Um, I was I read it. You know, on the subway the last couple of days and. It was it was great. It was just it was awesome to have this experience that is so different from what we're used to. You know, it's putting this the, a comic with the score and it, it felt big. It felt bombastic. You get a little some sound effects here and there, mm-hmm. which is it just immerses you 
totally in a story, and I thought that was great. It could have been something that distracts you yeah. so easily, but it doesn't. Yeah. Thanks um, for nothing, New Jersey Transit quiet car. Yeah, go to hell. Whoa. Wait, you don't have uh, headphones you could just put in? I do, but it juices out my. If I have, if I put the headphones in for some reason, it even juices out my. You iPhone. should probably have better technology. I do need better technology. I need a better iPhone. That's yes. what I need. It's coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, so, great stuff all around. Let's hear what you guys have to Here say. What you guys had to say, Timothy James Franco, James Franco's cousin, Timmy Westside. The adaptive audio is a great way to experience digital comics. A very cinematic experience. Pop, pop, there you go right off the bat. Stephen Barr as Biv. Great recap on the history of Winter Soldier and Cap number 11. That's what I was just talking about. It's my first time reading the story. I'm really glad to do it. Awesome. Reading Winter Soldier for Twim URC really makes me eager for the movie to come out. Those clever marketers. If only it wasn't all so good. Why would you not want it to be good? We want it all to be good. I'm talking about his wallet. Ah, uh, well. These, these guys. Too bad, son. Great end to the Winter Soldier arc for Twim URC setting up how Red Skull and Bucky go from here. Where can I find what's next for Bucky? Well, Steven... Uh, if you're in Marvel Unlimited, just keep on trucking with that volume of Captain America, the 2004-2005 volume of Captain America. Uh, Bucky's story just keeps keeps continuing. Uh, it goes for pretty much the full length of that series. And that's the nice thing about it. Brubaker was in for the long haul. And there'll be one-shots here and there, but really, you can read that series and get everything. Kyle Charles, Johnny Temples. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, you I'll take, take it. it? Yeah, take I'll it. take it. Take it. Kyle Charles, he says, Time to read the second part of Captain America, The Winter Soldier, for Twim URC. Excited. He says, this, was, this is truly a dark period in Steve's life. Finding out his best friend is a Russian killing machine and Jack Monroe dying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's gone through some really rough stuff in I his time. I think this was particularly hard because I think, and you see this in the movie too, is that, you know, Cap's life is always hard because he's a man out of time and he doesn't really fit with the rest of the world. And for him, his memory of Bucky really fuels him sometimes, I think. He's like, I just, you know, sucks that he's dead, but I have this pristine memory of my best friend and I can always think about him and the good yeah. times we had. And this is like ripping that last thing he had left away from him, which is why I think it's darker than pretty much anything that's ever happened to him. He says, I really like the inner monologue Cap has in issue 12 about not giving up on Bucky and when Falcon turns to London. There you go. You yeah. missed a couple. I did. Two. Oh, uh, the scene, uh, the files that Steve receives about the Winter Soldier, very interesting, but I could see how it breaks Steve's heart. Yeah, that, there's that great scene, and he's like reading it, reading it, and yeah. Fury's like, do you mind if I take these? I just want to look them over. And Steve's like, get them out of my house. Yeah. Well, I also like how, like that was Liam Neeson for some reason. Yeah. Um, I also like that the way they show up, the whole, like, the cosmic cube of it all, and oh. how, uh, like, you just can't that you can't win with that thing. Now that's the because it's like it's a subtle use of the cosmic cube through most of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know, like the Infinity Gauntlet is like, yeah. look at this, snap my fingers and everything explodes. No. It's like cosmic cube is just like it twists people's minds. Yeah, you don't realize it what's shapes going on. reality in ways that you are not expecting. Yeah, uh, yeah, terrific. Uh, the scene where Steve first meets Bucky at the army base was interesting. I forgot Steve was only four years older than Bucky. Yep, different than what you see if you're in the movie, but I think yeah. I think both work for what the medium. Bucky's is. older in the movie, right? I think he's technically. He's, he might be a little bit older, know, but they're about the same age. You know, because Cap is is he's you know smaller. Yes. Yeah, you know, he's not as uh, advanced. Uh, 
Weird way to word it. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, when Falcon made a joke about Sharon and found her ex-boyfriend was killed, the only yeah, thing was... missing was someone saying, Awkward! That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, silly Bucky, why would you try and stab Cap Shield with a knife? Uh, because he's a killer and yeah, he stabs he things? I mean... You know, also, he can, in theory, like, he, he doesn't pierce the thing. He can still, like, render the shield useless for a sec, pull it away, yeah. or something like that. You know, and it could be a feint. If he goes this yep. way, then exactly. Cap blocks, but then he leaves himself open. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Kyle says, the splash page where he gets back his memories was amazing. Got yeah. me a little choked up. That was yeah. hard. It was what? That was hard. Yeah. Hard stuff. And it was just, like, it's, it's a deep, emotional thing for him. Like, why would you... Why am I here? Mm-hmm. This is this is bad. Yeah. Um, the story arc sets up so much. Bucky trying to find forgiveness for his sins. Cap getting shot. And Luke and sharing a body with yeah. Skull. Some of that stuff's way down the line. But yeah, yeah it already sets it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, after reading this, I want to go and see Captain America the Winter Soldier, the movie again. Such an awesome book and movie. Glad you enjoyed it. it. And he said, once again, guys, thanks for picking this for Twim URC. Ref Gamlin, two birds with one stone, texting out the Marvel Unlimited audio whilst... Whilst catching up with Twim URC, time for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So glad I saw the Winter Soldier before reviewing the arc for Twim URC. You can really see how well the movie was adapted. Those Brits. Uh, Marvel Unlimited Audio really adds a bit of pace to Winter Soldier arc. Worth a look if you've not tried it. Issue 9 of Winter Soldier for Twim URC, the soon-to-be-known-as Sin emerges from the past. And what a tale she'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice little yeah. setup there. You know what's coming with Sin. Uh, issue 11 has such a cool cover, you could easily see a mover version, movie version of this made for Cap the Winter Soldier. Loved every page of Cap Winter Soldier number 11. The back history of Bucky post-World War II coupled with the audio, hashtag awesome. The Cap-Falcon bond as seen at the end of issue 12 is a great end of the issue. It's a camaraderie, which is really translated to film. Yeah. Poor Bucky, as Cap uses the cube to restore all of his memories, it really sinks in how much that reality check is going to hurt. And that's Cap really not just wants his buddy back doesn't really think it through like what is this yeah. going to do to him remembering all the horrible stuff he's done yeah so i remember reading the last page of issue 14 for the first time seeing the red skull inside lucan's mind a great surprise all in all captain america the winter soldier run by brubaker and epting is a classic and a must read for all cap fans well said uh yeah glad you guys dug it uh we knew you would and uh definitely gives you a little bit more insight for the movie and, yep you know for sure. It's terrific. You're up. My pick? Your turn. All right. I'm going rogue. I'm <gasps> going one more Captain America story. No. But uh, a rare one, which I don't think a yeah, lot of so people read. over this. I, I've never ta- seen this. What? No. I've no? Read, I I, think this so. is one of my favorite Captain America stories. Nope. I did n- I've never read this volume of Captain America. What? This is just before I got back into comics. Oh, terrific. Well, this is the 2002 volume, so mm-hmm. this is... In the post nine eleven uh, comics stuff, yeah. the the first story arc of this run deals with Cap uh, coming to terms with that huge tragedy. But I'm fast forwarding a year and a half later into, or a year and change later, to a story called Captain America Lives Again. Yes. It's four issues by Dave Gibbons mm. and um, uh, Lee Weeks, and it's an al- alternate team. reality story. It's terrific. I haven't read it in years, and I loved it when I first read it. So right. I'm hoping that it it retains that awesomeness. But we'll go on this journey uh, together. I'm excited. This is the first time we've done one that I haven't read. So, yeah, yeah, this, that's this, rare. This is a blind spot for me. I love this, it. This era of uh, like pre Avengers disassembled Cap and Iron Man, I have not read at all. 
So I'm very excited. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah, and it's it's an easy one. It's, I think, four issues, 17, yep. 18, 19, 20 from that run. So uh, you get in, you get out, you enjoy it. All yeah. right. Cool. All right. We'll get to that. Rock and roll. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode. Oh, next week is going to be tough. We'll figure something We'll figure out. it out. But, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we might not all be here. Yeah. I don't, Someone will be here talking to you about comics. <laughs> We're, yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>